Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hey there, I'm your host Norm, and this is the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And uh, typically we do uh, trending games, we do new games and crowdfunding games, but we're going to set that aside because we have on this episode the Hype Train and Blue Peg Pink Peg. Christina and Rob are here to tell us what games they're putting on the Hype Train. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by... Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Um, We have, before we get started, games of late, of course, that's typically the shtick, um, uh, want to take the opportunity to uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, and for me, it's been a long time coming because Yay! I get to finally talk to to my favorites, and uh, it's uh, Rob and Christina from Blue Peg Pink Peg. Welcome! Hey, thanks hey. for having us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we we had a little bit of a chit chat before the beginning of the show, and uh, I think we we uh, realized that uh, we we don't have to be perfect. We just have to be pleasant, I guess. I don't know well, where that came from. Yeah. Well, and and just to, ha- to have fun with it, right? Like yeah. this is all for fun. So yeah, I, I'm bringing my A plus game tonight, guys. Like I am ready to be perfect. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I I think I have an assessment rubric for that, so I'll I'll get that. <laughs> here. Um, uh, so yeah, let's get into some games of late, and of course, guests first. Um, uh, Christina. Yeah, so um, obviously we play a lot of games, so we're usually always gaming of late. So um, many al- games. So many games, <laughs> and also sometimes really late at night. So it's like we do a twofer. We do lots of games of late recently and then late into the night. Uh, but that wasn't what you were asking. You were asking, <laughs> <laughs> what have we been playing? So when I'm not playing board games, I like to play video games. So yeah. a lot of my free time has been playing uh, The Witcher, The Wild Hunt, and it's pretty good. Um, Norm, I don't know if you're a video gamer at all. Uh, before I had kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, hey, if it's not, you know, a Dora adventure or I, I'm not playing it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Um, it's so I, I recently got a new job where I work from home. Good things. Bad side to that <laughs> is that I know I can literally wake up and just go into my office and start working in the morning. So I feel like I can stay up super late at night playing video games. Um, like university. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so that's gotten me into a little bit of trouble. But yeah, I, I've been playing The Witcher um it's a super awesome narrative storyline but also a free world mm-hmm. adventure where you can do the quests that you're asked to do or you can totally just do you can ride your horse around the whole world um it, it, it's really good i'm not good at it yeah. um I'm, I'm not a good witcher so <laughs> i've been playing lots of hours <laughs> into it so i guess that says something about the game right you don't have yeah. to be yeah. winning to enjoy well, it. And it's okay to not to kill them. You just discipline them and say, hey, stop killing the people on the road and everything's okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. why she's a bad witcher. <laughs> there has to be witcher justice. <laughs> um, uh, is it one of those like uh, uh, first person or is it like a group campaign where you're kind of overhead camera following the whole group kind of thing? No, it's definitely first person. And I oh, forget cool. what that. Uh, there's a there's a terminology for that viewpoint. I don't know what it is. Um, 
but I prefer that when I play video games versus mm-hmm. what you were saying of that, like elevated oh, yeah. angle. I don't I like, like the that. over the shoulder where yes. you're, you're, they're just in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it, it really brings you into the game. Um, I hadn't played any of the previous Witcher video games. So this is my first exposure to it and, and it's great. And it's cool. an older game. It's, it's not fair. What, what, I think it's like what 2019, I think. Older game. You know what? The thing about COVID <laughs> is that like 2019, we're like, oh, that was years ago. Oh, <laughs> that was before the world ended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is it anything like uh, the, the, the Netflix series? Because my wife and I, because of, you know, the whole being at home, mm. uh, we have gone through so much. And then all of a sudden it was like The Witcher. Well, we haven't tried that. And I think we binged it in about five days, like two seasons. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely. Child neglect and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it definitely follows that story. It's in that world. The characters are the same. Um, I think um, I'm trying to, I don't know timeline wise, like when you play The Witch or the Wild Hunt, where in mm. the chronological storyline it is placed compared to the TV series. I don't know, Rob, do you know? It's uh, it follows it. Um, you know, some of the characters that are in the TV series. I mean, there's a whole narrative arc that it does follow. So yeah, it's it's similar. I haven't played through it all, so I can't really answer that question. I just know kind of uh, the stuff I've heard. Yeah, the gist of it is that you are trying to find Siri. She has gone oh, off cool. somewhere, and she's an adult. I guess in this. So I guess it's later on down the road, um, but she's gone somewhere into the world. You're trying to find her before the wild hunt finds her. Um, and you're just exploring the the universe. And that. You know, what's happening right now. Someone who is very familiar with all things, Witcher are like they're pulling their, it. they're pulling their hair. They're screaming at their speakers right now. Yeah. No, you're so wrong. That's not the word. Right. I played the very first Witcher, uh, which doesn't have anything to do. Well, I mean, the characters are there, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the show, but it was like, kind of a different vibe that witcher and i and i remember i tried to play the second one christina i think the wild hunt the third one i tried to play the second one on pc and it was just unwieldy to play and uh-huh. i just felt dumb now i got giant monster fingers and i'm old so technology scares me a lot so it's like oh i can't yeah. run you know and then it's like i'm doing the tutorial it's like you know shoot this now and i'm like which button which button you know and it's not I, no. I gotta do it on, on a console i think that's well, Assassin's Creed for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I loved, I loved that. I, I loved that video game as well. Um, but the the cool thing I will mention about The Witcher is that inside the game, when you interact with the characters, um, you have a choice if if it's like um someone that you're trying to buy armor from yeah. or you know the the smith or whatever, you have the option to play a game with them called Gwent. And it's a card game. So part of inside the video game, you have the option of playing a card game. And I haven't mastered that either, but it's essentially a head-to-head battle of card games. And you can, as a side thing, I guess, you can go around the world collecting more powerful Gwent cards and then entering tournaments inside the video game, which I thought was interesting element um but they have uh you can play gwent the witcher card game probably on any ios device online too so oh i was it was it was interesting cool another game did that too it was like a star wars old republic game that you you're your jedis you're fighting all kinds you know but then in the side you can play like this side game and collect cards to play this side game whenever you you know went to a bar or whatever like i thought that was really cool i like that mm-hmm. kind of game inside of a game Norm, what kind of when you play video games what kind of games do you like to play uh you know in absolute honesty i was all about john madden football oh, oh. yeah you should have said pong that was a missed opportunity. Well, you know, here's the funny thing is uh, my mom just sold the uh, cabin at the lake. And of course, everything that was in the attic had to come out and had to yeah. be redistributed. I got my old Pong game. Remember Radio Shack? Yeah. 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 I had my old Pong Radio Shack. And she's like, here you go. And I'm like, I don't even know a TV that takes RCA connectors anymore. Oh yeah, I, you, no. You probably have to go to something that is like a Radio Shack like that doesn't MacGyver, exist. MacGyver, yeah, spearmint gum and a little bit of dental floss and yeah, coax cable. 
this is a this is a, a weird tangent, right? But <laughs> I just have I have uh, memories of myself sitting in like my grandmother's kitchen, eating carrot cake, playing pong, and I don't know why. Like whenever I think of pong, <laughs> a pong, I think of carrot cake. But I remember I ate so much. I was playing it, ate so much, I started getting kind of sick. So like whenever <laughs> whenever I think of pong, I just get kind of you know. And so it's just it's a weird it's a weird story. But like I just remember I played like a lot of pong. That's what I did when I went to my grandmother's house. Like she's like, oh, I bought you this new. You know, video game system back in the day it probably was and uh like i think like atari was the thing that was out and so she didn't buy the atari she bought pong and that's all it was it was just it was a machine that played pong with these two little like dials and that's how you played it yeah i remember i played a lot of it in the kitchen i remember my brothers and i we'd be playing pong and go okay well we were hungry let's go eat and so we would have to strategically put them just on the right, so it would hit the angle, hit the wall, hit the angle, mm. and would go into like, doo-doo, 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 oh, and then we go get something to eat. That's master back. level. That's that's like above where I was at. Oh uh, yeah, when it's minus forty, you got nothing to do but <laughs> play pong. <laughs> this episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragons Den Games, located in the Louis the Eighth Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Cool. So what, Rob, you've got, you're up next. Cause I'm, I'm going to wait until I'm the, I'm the last one to hold the door open. What did you have to be playing of late? Um, I played a couple, uh, a couple times of this. Christine and I recently went uh, to Tantrum Con, um, yeah. and uh, we had this was our first con that, uh, like a bigger con that we took our daughter to. She's eleven. Her name's Harper. We'll probably reference her a couple times. Uh, but this was the first, like we've taken her to like day day con, stuff like that, where you just go in there, like, all right, you go to the game room, you pick out whatever you want to play, bring it back. We're playing silly stuff like Minecraft the card game. Like, but that was then. She's older now. And by the way, it was Minecraft the card game with a question mark. Um, so we, I got to play. And I thought this was cool. Uh, it was Queen. Uh, it was a game called Old London Bridge. This came out or is going to be fulfilled here soon. It was successfully uh, funded on Kickstarter. Norm, have you heard of Old London Bridge? No, I'm. I'm look. I brought it up on uh, BGG, and I'm looking at it, and it looks really cool. So uh, the designer is I might mispronounce it, but it's Gabriella Buboa and Leo. Uh, Colovini. Of course, this is by Queen Games. It's a hand management action selection bidding with the cards in your hand. Uh, and what you're doing is you are constructing a, or not constructing, you are building on part of the bridge uh, in front of you. So oh, all yeah, the different okay. players, and Christina played this with me, so she can kind of jump in too. Uh, all the players have this like 3D cardboard bridge in front of them. Like if you're walking by this at a con, you're going to stop and be like, What's this? This is interesting. Yeah, it has really good table presence. And, um, you know, I think anytime board games have those 3D components that you get to interact with and become mm-hmm. very tactile, it it draws you in immediately. So you, you, you see it, it has the 3D presence, but then you get to add to it when you're building the buildings onto the London Bridge because they slide into the slot. So they become these very tall um, 2D kind of features, which is interesting because that really is the heart of the game is getting those buildings on the bridge. So quickly, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to bucket out with a bunch of rules, <laughs> but it plays over 12 rounds. Okay. Uh, you are bidding on where you go in that turn with these cards that you might collect in your hand. The cards are values between uh, zero to four. And um, whenever you play a card, you lose that card. Unless you play the zero and the zero comes back. So every every time you could do zero. Now, if there's a tie, if most people play uh, zero, there's a tiebreaker mechanic in the game. So what you're doing is you're bidding on this turn. And then um, there's this wheel in the middle of the board that rotates, that sets the value of the actions you're going to be going to. And when I say value, usually when you hear that, it's something you have to pay. Usually on this one is that you get money back. When you go there, you actually get money back because I guess you're earning money or whatever. 
And of course, money is points in this game. And uh, it's got six different actions you can go to. One of them you can't go to at all. It's blocked off. And then if someone goes to an action that you want to go to, there's a, there's a way that you can actually pay money to go to that action as well. So the actions that you can do are go up on various tracks that give you money, give you uh, one-time abilities, uh, affect who, who breaks ties. Um, and then there's another place that you can go to earn some more money. There's some ways to get some specialty tiles that you go onto the little places on your board. But what's really cool is that the tiles that you're picking up, when you pick up a tile, it's got two pieces of information on it. It's got a color and it's got a number. First of all, the color, let's say it starts at 60. You put the 60 in there. Every tile that you put on this board afterward has to be below 60. Mm. Or you have to destroy a piece that you've already built and then put something else in there. Now, some of these specialty tiles kind of help you break the rules or reset the numbers or whatever. The other thing is the color. Now, the color, if you put it into your bridge, however many pieces of the bridges you have that also have that same color, it, it powers up whatever action you're going to do. So, like, if you're going to go up one on a bridge and you take a, a, place, a, a piece ahead of blue and you have two other blues on your bridge, you can go up three instead. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're basically doing that. It's super easy. I would say it's, uh, it's, it's light, plays two to four players, medium light. Um, it, I, it, it's I, so- I, I would say it's more on the medium <laughs> side. Like the way you have to like un- let the game unlock itself to you to understand like, oh, okay, I need to get these, these buildings on my bridge in order to score these kinds of points in order to get these kinds of endgame points and also ensure that they're in chronological order. Like it's more than a light game. Now yeah. we played with Harper. Who's 11. She beat me. So maybe I'm just not a good gamer. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it is on the light side of medium. If we're going to say medium, it's got to be the light side of medium. And I think you're just saying that because Harper beat you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I have to justify that it, it was a harder game. If I no, get beat by an 11 year old, this isn't a light game. It's a medium game. My daughter beat me at it broken yeah it's a broken game <laughs> this thing's broken it's supposed to be coming out to retail uh quarter three i think but don't hold me to that but i thought it was fun i love the way it looked i'm gonna pick yeah. it up because harper enjoyed playing it beating mommy and uh it was a lot of fun hi if you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use this would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts. And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. Just search Cardboard Conjecture on YouTube. Thanks, eh? Also, one other thing, since Christina talked about video games, I'm playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena. Nice. Have you, did you ever play any Magic the Gathering, Norm? When, when Magic came out, uh, I was probably, at, well, at its pinnacle. Like, it came out and it and, uh, you know, took a little bit to, to stick, and I'm talking back when I was in university. Um, but then I went on the road with rock bands and did that whole kind of thing. So it was, yeah, I, that's I, so much cooler. Like I was like, play I, magic. I, I played card games. You're like, I was on the road with rock bands. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> I toured, I toured the, the West side of the country with some, with some musicians and, uh, and it basically that paid for my university. So I was the wow. smart, I was one of the smart ones that went, Hey, you know, what didn't pay for my university magic, <laughs> the gathering. Well, <laughs> if you would have kept some cards, I understand. I Whoa. did. I did. So I, when I started playing, it was like, right at revised, which was like, th- like two, two or three into the, the, and I, I, I started working at a bookstore that sold it. So I got a discount. Oh, yeah. So I bought a ton of it. So uh, I played it all through college and then I got out of college and I stopped playing it, but I've got like, at one point I, I bought and sold, I have like hundreds of thousands of cards. Oh. Like I have a lot and they're all in my basement untouched. Yeah. Uh, and so a couple of years ago, we were trying to fund something with the house, you know, grown up <laughs> stuff. And, uh, I broke them out and I started selling them off. And I was like, I mean, I'm like, this card I bought for 80 bucks. I just sold it for 2000. Like it was like insane. Yeah. Uh, so I did, I made a chunk of change and I still have some down there. I could, I could sell, which I probably need to break out. But, uh, yeah, if I had just gotten in a little bit earlier, I'd be rolling in the Benjamins. 
Well, funny you say that. There's a friend of mine in town here, uh, paid for his wedding, selling probably five or six of his magic cards. What? That's oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. It was just like jaw hit the table, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to pull those boxes out because, honey, we might be sitting on like cash loads here. I, I think we're sitting on some money. We need to pull it out. It's just a time thing. Yeah, make, make sure you have tweezers and and like gloves acid, acid resistant gloves yeah. is also oh, no. be like, those oh. were yeah no okay. those were played like those were manhandled like those <laughs> are, it's gonna be there's gonna be a used but good condition you know that's what those are gonna be <laughs> yeah okay so you they got it online now so that you don't have to get any sticky chicken wing fingers on cards yeah i love it i play it online you know i work from home so, you know, what I'll do is I will, you know, make my Sammy and then sit down and play a couple rounds of it and then get back to work. Like, I love it. Uh, I've always loved Magic the Gathering. That's one of the, the kind of games I'm trying to find to play with Christina. I would like to have a game like that. And that's like my that's like my holy grail quest is to find a game <laughs> that ticks off the, the, the type of thing that Magic brings to the table for me. And Christina likes to play. So, oh. you know, and I haven't found a game. I mean, I found games that are close. We, I mean, of course, there's a lot of games we love to play together, but not like Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So I'm still looking for that. But yeah, I love Magic the Gathering Arena. Uh, you know, and it's not, you don't, you know, you don't have to pay anything to play, which is, which is great. Like, I don't, I think I've made, <laughs> I've paid maybe 20 bucks for playing it for three years. So it's great. What I love about Rub's analogy that it's a holy grail quest is that usually what happens is after we play a game that he thinks is the one that is going to be the game he found, all I see is Indiana Jones and he goes, you chose poorly. Ah! Ah! My face melts. Yeah. Yeah. No. Was you're saying that I was thinking because my wife. Um, her hobby is reading books and like, mm. she'll, she'll read, oh man, 14 books a month kind of thing that just, Whoa. well, she's an English teacher, right? So yeah. she'll churn through them. And, um, for me, if I was to have that one and I know what it is, it's like, you know, honey, just play this one game with me and I'll be a happy husband. Star Wars rebellion. Oh, that two player Ooh, cat and mouse. It's yeah, like, no, I Christina would not play that with me. I don't want to tell her <laughs> that it could take four hours, but yeah. yeah. Uh, don't well, we maybe, have kids? They don't, they don't matter right now. And we're about to death star. Go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the out. house is on fire. Yeah. Uh, there's a tie fighter that's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Special effects, honey. Think, think outside the box. <laughs> Um, so what have what have you been playing, Norm? Um, well, see, yeah, I've got on the show notes. I've got like a whole bunch of stuff, and my and of course I've you know I was listening to as I said the specials before. So the ska music had me. I could talk about this. I could talk about that. I could talk mm-hmm, about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I love my D and I mean, I mm-hmm. love board games, but I absolutely adore the ability to sit around, and even if it's through Zoom, because it, I think we're getting to that point how when you would watch a movie that had subtitles and mm. about 10 minutes into it, it falls away and you're now connected to it, right? Your brain just has to adapt. Like people of my age, when you have uh, progressive lenses where it's like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, there we go. I got, I got the hang of this. I'm not going to puke anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so um, the, the idea of playing uh, collaborative uh, I mean, just that whole idea right now, Go ahead. Are you, I'm sorry, I didn't, are you the like dungeon it? master or are you I the am the player? DM, yeah. Okay, okay. I wish I could have an opportunity to play, but that there's that whole, it's like a, in hockey, somebody's got to be the goalie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I DM uh, two groups, uh, one Ooh. regular Thursday and then one every once in a while because the family, they're cyclists and they do, you know, mm. they go out on competitions and stuff. But uh, yeah, our uh, my regular Thursday group uh, are my are mostly my originals from the nineties when we played in university. Oh, oh boy. yeah. But how long has it been going? How long we, have you been well, doing see, it? That's the thing. We haven't been going since it was sort of like, did the nineties, did the nineties. And then, and then we all turned into adults and yeah. then kind of like branched away. And, you know, Jonathan moved to Vancouver and everybody kind of did their thing. And then it was uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic where um, I, I identified the importance of uh, staying connected and checking in with people because mm-hmm. I had prior to starting the, the, the podcast, I had talked to uh, you, both of you guys about my son's history. Mm-hmm. And um, so for my, my family, my wife and I, 
we've been doing this isolation hand washing for eight years yeah. because of, with Daniel going through all his treatments, right? And we understand the bubble. We understand that little whole, you know, oh, work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh, work right. and no play makes Jack, right? I mean, this is <laughs> shi- yes. shining all over again, right? So um, I immediately reached out to all my, you know, my, my friends from D&D and went, I'll start up a game. Let's do this. And they all went, yes, please. Yes. Aww. Yeah. So they were, they were aching for it too. Then. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, we, and like, oh man, it's been just over, close to two years now that uh, every Thursday. And if we, if we skip a Thursday, well, next week we've got to do two. <laughs> well, how long did it take for the group to acclimate to it? To be in like on the Zoom and stuff like that. Because I played it in the past yeah. where we were like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then it's like someone's, you, know, you got Trevor sitting there. Someone's like you know, yelling at Trevor. Ah, I got to go. And so then he goes and then it's like we're staring at an empty, you know, and then it's like it's uh, it dissolved real quick because <laughs> everybody couldn't say, all right, Thursday night, that's the night we're going to do it. And then another group we started playing, it was a little awkward, like moving your bits around the board and stuff like that. You know, it's just it's. It took some time to kind of work it out. So for you, how, how well did your group acclimate to it? Well, um, interesting you asked that question because uh, the group that were the theater geeks, we did movies, we did films. Uh, I'm, I'm a media tech as well as being a teacher. So um, I'm just off camera here. I've got uh, a 4K camera that goes on a Zoom boom. Oh, and, no. And, oh, uh, boy. And uh, you guys saw that? Yeah, I whoopsie. It's just whoopsie. Oh boy. It's, well, it's water. It's just, the Zoom oh, boom, uh, for listeners, the Zoom boom just knocked over water. Just went kaboom. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like a Gallagher show over there. And, uh, yeah. Well, watch out for the watermelon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, got the whole thing set up. And uh, I, I do some, I mean, of course, I don't sleep much, uh, you know, uh, you know, being adult ADD and all, um, uh, but I've done some terrain building. So there's, mm. I've got like piles oh, of terrain nice. and it's on a, it's on a swivel, a, a swivel, like a, a circular Like a lazy map. Susan. Yeah. Uh. So that my camera, I can just like rotate it and, and do overheads and zoom in and, and uh, the, uh, the, the campaign crew are just loving it. Cause they'll go, okay, where am I at? Zoom out. Okay. Can you push in slowly, push in slowly <laughs> over the shoulder? And then above the head, okay, I just want to see my distance. All right, put me back in my cinematic mode. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, it so flows. Fun. Yeah, it absolutely flows. Rob, you have to up your uh, DM game here. <laughs> so I, I, I just started um, started DMing one for my daughter and a couple yeah. of her friends, right? But they're 11, right? So like, we're just, we've got like dry erase markers on a board right now. I got minis. Like I was like, okay, I think they're going to go to this area. So I'd go online, find some goblin minis or whatever. And so she's actually started jumping on hero forge, which is where you can go and design your own minis. And so I, she made her character, she made her character. And then she's like, I didn't even know she was doing this. And she's like, I, look, Daddy, I, I got a, I got a mini, so I immediately bought it for. Her. I got in buy. I, I didn't go all out. And I need buy your the credit card version. number, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, like, what she does is she wakes up in the morning and she just goes downstairs and makes he like minis in Hero Forge, and she has like a collection of them. Like, I was like, I, you know, maybe come her birthday, I'll buy her a bunch of them. But yeah, so no, we don't have all the terrain. We've got Whoa. dry erase. Uh, we're lucky to have, you know, uh, it, it, it's. I don't want to spend a lot of money on it because I know me. Because mm-hmm. like I bought, so she was in Descent, second edition. I think it was second edition, uh, Descent, and she showed a mild interest in it, and I lost my mind, and I bought all things Descent. Like I was like, <laughs> all the things. There's, she's got, hooked. She's hooked. Fifty percent of it is still in shrink wrap. Like I haven't even touched it. <laughs> And then I bought the Star Wars version of it. I can't remember the name of it, but I was like, so I was like, oh, it's show like this, you know. So I'm like, okay, th- I'm gonna slow roll this. So I bought everybody <laughs> their their player manuals. I bought some other manuals. I just I did go online <laughs> and buy myself a nice little de- uh, not a divider, the a screen, DM shield, yeah, a DM shield. Yeah. And so I, you know, I bought it. Everybody's got that. Yeah, there you go. Like I make so, my own dice trays. Nice. So I'm not trying to get crazy into it because I know I will. <laughs> So yeah, no, I mean that's that's uh, uh, that, that's the best thing I love about that collaborative storytelling. It's that unexpected. I like to call mm-hmm. it the emergency break turn. 
Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, boom, we're going this way now. All right. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I had I had ideas one time Rob and I were talking about like, oh, this is the character I would play and this is what I would want to do with it. And he's like, I don't think you could do any of that. Why don't you tell Norm? Tell Norm. <laughs> okay. Like, I all was- right, I, I, no, I'm going to set the scene. I'm going to set the scene and then you have at it. So uh, your wife <laughs> shows interest in role playing, and you're like, "Okay, great, D and D, let's do it." What kind of character do you want to play, honey? I would like to play a scout. Okay. Yeah, and um, my scout um, has this bag on her back. That's fine. And it's probably a bag of holding. I don't know, okay. but inside the bag are a bunch of piranha pigs. They're like little creatures. And I shoot them out of a cannon that's no. attached to my bag on my back and they attack things. And Rob was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, I thought I thought it was free game and you can do whatever you want. He was like, no, there's there's rules. And I was like, oh, well, I'm out then. I'd come up. I'd come up with a way to figure that out. Oh, well, yeah. You're a better person than I. Oh, yeah. Because. Yeah, Cause I would shoot the piranha pigs. They would chomp, chomp, chomp. And then they would come back to me because they're loyal pets and they would get back into their bag. So um, I, another listener was like, Oh yeah, we could do that. Cause your bag would be like a bag of holding. And, yeah. and see Rob, this is where I'm, I'm seeing. She's telling me scout and she's telling me all this. I want creatures to just appear. And all I'm thinking she's a druid named scout and she can summon fake creatures <laughs> And no, they no. happen to be She pigs. wants a gun, Norm. <laughs> she wants a gun that Then we make a gun. <laughs> she's, okay. a, she's an artificer druid. Oh, that, what? Those two things don't go together. <laughs> they do in my world. Because I have kids that say, my way. And I'm like, ah, but the rules don't say, okay. This episode is supported by the incredible team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team to ensure their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer, new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at breakoutsask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Board Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's get to the topic because I can't wait. It's the hype train. Oh and uh, boy. Rob and Christina from Blue Peg Pink Play. Blah, 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 blah. That's Blue right. Peg That's us. Peg. <laughs> <laughs> the alliteration uh, difficulty check. Um, uh, so, yeah, you guys, uh, uh, hopefully secret from each other, um, have prepared a game uh, to needs to have some love. So either an old game or a more recent game that just hasn't been picked up and and it's like come on people you need to love this game so who would like to go first because for me this is like opening up a christmas present every time <laughs> i i'm gonna go first all right and um i don't think if anybody listens to our show that this title is going to be a surprise to anybody but i feel like galaxy trucker <sighs> needs some more love and I say that because Galaxy Trucker came out in 2007 and it has so much content to it and it's just a really good game. So CGE put this out. It's designed by Vladish Vodl and it is probably the game that got me into loving tiling games. Now, I recognize that there are some barriers of entry for this game if you play with people who know how to play the game. So quick gist in Galaxy Trucker, you have, there's a timing element where uh, you have a certain amount of time to gather the components and build your ship. And the components are engines and cannons and shields and cargo holds and uh, sleeping chambers and all the things that you need on your spaceship. And you build it in your spaceship, uh, timed, and you have to, so you have to be quick. And then once your ship is built, you go out into the galaxy and you explore by flipping cards over. 
and things happen. Asteroid fields, um, you know, pirates, space pirates come in and basically your ship gets damaged in all kinds of ways. And you also acquire cargo and you try to make it to the end of the voyage with your ship intact. But what I love about this game is that hardly ever does your ship succeed in staying intact. And it's such a good, this Galaxy Trucker has those moments of like, where the table just abrupts into like yelling and screaming. And then there's that one guy who has like just an engine and a cargo and he's like putzing in across the finish line. It's just so good. I, I love it. There's so much content to Galaxy Trucker there. They had the big box expansion. They have a ton of just bonus cards and extra things to do. Um, there's a video game or adaptation. It's not a video game, but it's an adaptation that you can play online, That's like great. on the iPad, yeah. which is That's great. super good. It takes a lot of the, you know, fiddliness out of it. There's also a book. Um, the narrative book you can read about galaxy being the galaxy trucker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so it's just there's just so much stuff in it. Now they recently reprinted Galaxy Trucker, um, and I am not a fan because what they did is they kind of simplified it a little bit. So so I'm told I I I haven't played it because I don't really want to because I like the original game. Uh, but it simplifies it and makes it just more, I think, accessible for people to get to the table and and play quicker. And the reason, the other reason I love Galaxy Trucker is that it's just fun. It's just a fun time. Even if you lose, it's still fun. (laughs) Um, so it's just, I, I love it. This needs more love. People need to show the love for Galaxy Trucker, in my opinion. Christina's also amazing at it. Now, (laughs) the whole game for me is the fun, and she's already said this, is the fun of building the ship, and you're like, I made a thing! And then (laughs) it gets pummeled, it gets boarded by aliens, there's someone eating my crew, there, and it's just falling apart at the seams, and I'm like, what? You know? And it's just, now... It is fun, but we have played it with people before that when they played it, it was new. And Christine's like, because it's a time thing. Well, I got to put them on the, and they, they, at the, it, it, the time's up, and they just have this like skinny skeleton of a crew of a ship. <laughs> and they're like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Now what happens? And then like the first asteroid comes in, and they're done. And they're like, that was fun. You know, and just like, well, you kind of got to get, you got to get used to it. The, um, what I think the one thing that I love the most about this game is being able to look at people at the table as you're reaching for the sand timer. <laughs> yeah. And you're just looking at them going, it's going to happen. Yeah. You, tell, you better tell, hurry up. <laughs> talk about that sand timer. Cause I, yeah. that's the one that for me is like, ah, ah, ah. if you're not yeah. dialed up, you get dialed up. Yeah. So I love it. And there are variations that you can play where you don't have that component in there because it does add a ton of stress, right? Yeah. Because what happens is as soon as you've completed, and I'm doing air quotes on completed, because as soon as you feel like your ship is complete, has everything it needs on your thing, there's a sand timer that you flip over and that denotes to everybody else at the table. That's how much time they have left to complete their ship. So it definitely ups the ante of the stress um, to make sure that you do. The the other benefit of flipping the timer is player order, which matters in Mm. this game, because as you approach planets, the further you're on along, the more, um, ability you have to access those planets and get resources. The further you are out in front, though, also has the potential of being boarded by uh, space pirates first. So there's a little push there, but it's just, it's just fun. Like we Mm. recently, (laughs) we recently did a thing on our show where we asked people to submit uh, love poems to their (laughs) favorite board games. And I want to, I want to give love to this poem because it's, uh, it's a haiku about Galaxy Trucker and it goes like this. My ship's indestructible. First card flips. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the game. You're just like, you feel like you've got this finished product. It's amazing. You're excited. And then just by luck or chance or whatever, 
it's obliterated. And, yeah. and I love that because it evens the playing field out, right? I, it, I love that moment when an asteroid's coming in and you roll the dice to determine where yeah. it's coming in. And it's like a slow motion scene happens yes. as you're watching the asteroid come in and you look at your ship and go, oh, there's an exposed strut. Right. <gasps> that thing's going to take half my ship off. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like car keys to the door. Oh. And then yeah. the other side of that is you're looking at your buddies and his is like, it comes over and it's like, <laughs> boop. It just bounces off, you know, and you're like, pew, mm -hmm. pew. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, uh, the one thing that um, that this game, at least for me, created that I've never seen in another game was, like you said, the tiles are, are, it's a tile laying game, but in the middle, but you can only, the rule about having one hand cross the threshold and you're, there's no like going yeah. for pizza. Um, yep. The, the one thing, going for pizza, that's what we call it around here. Um, uh, but the one thing, uh, what we hear often at the table is when I'm playing it is, hey, what does this one do again? LePay, yes. yeah. read the rule book. Okay, but now, what does this one do? Norm, the rule book. Yeah. So we have, um, we had, we have Galaxy Trucker, the base game, and then we also have Galaxy Trucker, the anniversary edition that has all the mm. things in it. And when we say all the things, it introduces different pieces of the ship that do different things. Then you have these little batteries that can come into charge shields and guns. And by the end of the day, the player aids for knowing what each of these tiles do is like three to four pages. So and, like, and like aliens that you can have in your ship working for you all do something different. Oh yeah. And all, yeah. after all those icons, you feel you could probably do income tax for any Swedish uh, <laughs> citizen. <laughs> so. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's Galaxy Trucker. It's so it's you can buy all of the versions still. Uh, they're all yeah. available. The 2007 version is available. Um, but if you're looking for maybe an easy entry into Galaxy Trucker and want to play it and not be overwhelmed by all the things, you can get the brand new edition that they, it's, it's the second edition they just put out for like 30 bucks. Um, hmm. So it's a, it's a nice way to kind of introduce yourself to the game without like getting too like, whoa, this is too, too much for me. Also that iOS, uh, I can't remember how much it was, but it's got a nice tutorial in there. Like it's a really good version of the game. Yeah. If, you, if you're looking to learn how to play it. Yeah. my And even in that game, my ship ends up crossing the line like the Beverly Hillbillies jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think, yeah, I think Rob's right. The digital version was like maybe four bucks, five bucks. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great way to, to, to learn the game. Um, but I love Galaxy Trucker if you did not know. <laughs> oh, I am so glad that you picked that one. I love that game. Cool. Mm -hmm. Rob. Yeah. It's your turn. So we've talked about my love of cards. Yes. And um, one of my favorite, favorite mechanisms in a game, in any game, like you'll hear me talk about this on the show all the time, is drafting. Oh. I love drafting. I love hate drafting. I love all the things <laughs> that go into drafting. So my pick for the game that needs a little more hype is Seasons. Mm, in, no. in 2012, I don't remember who, I think it was Asmodee at the time. The designer was, I think it's Rajiz Bonase. Um, and uh, in Seasons, what you're doing is uh, your wizards competing in a tournament. I don't even, I don't even remember. But um, you are uh, playing over three years and each of those years have four seasons. And depending on where you're at in a particular season, you roll different dice. So if you're in winter, you roll blue dice. If you're in spring, I think it's yellow or something, green. I don't remember. Yep. So what you do at the start is that you're given, and I'm going to make this number up. I think it's like 12 cards. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. And you draft all those cards. So you pick one, pass it, you know, and if you're playing with a lot of people, you're already, it's already clicking off. Like, okay, I'm past that. It came back around to me. It's not there. One of these jerks drafted it. Now I got to, you know, and so you're thinking, well, I can't let this thing go around again. So it's already making me excited. Like I'm already <laughs> digging this, right? So now I've drafted 12 cards. I got 12 cards in my hand, playing three years. You have to, to put them into four you have to put them into three piles, four cards each. So that means in year one, these are the cards that I'm starting with. Year two, I'm going to get those cards. Year three. So you then, now you know all the cards that are out there, a lot of them. 
you know what's in your hand, you have to think about how you want to set up your year of cards that you're going to be getting in. Now, as the game plays, you get more cards. There's possibilities to get more cards. But these are the cards that you have picked for yourself. Already excited. It's got a lot of comboing. There's a little bit of resource management. So as the rounds go, like I said, you roll dice. And then you draft dice. Oh, you got more drafting. You draft dice. So now you, and, and the thing is, is like, I think if you're playing three players, there's four dice, right? So the die that everyone doesn't draft, it also does a thing. It has a pips on it, like one to three or four. I can't remember. And whatever draft isn't, whatever die is not drafted, that's the thing that progresses the game along. He go, it, it makes it go around, the timer go around. So you're you're thinking about that. Maybe you want to draft <laughs> a different die. It has the resources you want. It has the things that you like. But you need the game to go just one more round, so I can't let that go. I love the decisions that are in this game. Uh, the base game in itself has a ton of cards. Yeah. And, and another thing, like Magic the Gathering, has got comboing, right? Oh. So I'm like comboing this. I'm going this. Oh, please, I want to see this card. Oh, I never got it. So you got that on top of everything. Lots of replayability. And it has two other expansions that came out soon, a couple years after. Mm-hmm. Dumped in new cards, a couple new mechanics. The game is great. But it hasn't gotten any love for over 10 years or maybe a little less. And uh, I, I would love to see this one get more love, whether it be a reprint, a big box expansion, start popping out some other. Like the game, everybody who's ever played it loves it. It's on BGA, so you can go and play it. Then they know that once they put it on BGA, they sold a bunch of copies of it. The game's yeah. great. Needs yeah. more hype. I would say that I loved playing it on BGA because it took all of that, like the fiddliness of like figuring things out, like, out of it for you and you could really just get to that element of like drafting and comboing those cards and so I like that it was on BGA because it made me enjoy the game more so um this was one of the first in probably the top 10 first games that Rob introduced to me when I started playing board games um and we played it a ton um And it's a great game to introduce people in the hobby to card drafting and comboing um, that's not super punishing. And the reason I say not super punishing Mm -hmm. is like if you don't get that one powerful card or or whatever it might be, it's not all is lost because it all depends on where in what season you play the cards out. Uh, So it's a lot of fun. and you're right, Rob. I think this one needs some new love to it. I would love to see, like I said, a big box of this. And <laughs> I would buy it just to support it, just so that they would start pumping more expansions into it. Because I was sad that it, they just haven't done anything with it. And I don't think they're going to, but I love it. Well, I mean, it's on BGA, so that at least will we'll get some you know, interest and, and attention to it. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking that I might have either played this at a con or seen someone playing this at a con and, and was, you know, looked at it and went, Oh, wow. Whoa. And, mm. and dice. Well, dice mm-hmm. hate me. So this will be fun. Big, <laughs> oh, big chunky dice, but this dice, man, you, somebody rolls it and you choose which dice. Yeah. All the dice can't hate you. One of them's got to like you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the dice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is also one of the games that we use quite frequently to play with people newer to the hobby. Um, so this game is one I introduced to my cousin that I'm pretty sure hooked him into the board game hobby. Um, and I love that when those are games that kind of have that element to them um, that bring people in. Yeah, so I love I, those entry-level type games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a picture on on BGG and uh, it's got great... Um, uh, Table presence. I mean, everybody says that a lot, but it's vibrant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very vibrant. And um, those dice, you definitely need uh, like a, a, a dice tray because you you roll that on your kit or your dining room table, heavy, chunky dice. They're going to dent it all up. I would also say the art on the cards are beautiful. Yeah. Very detailed, very beautiful. And so they're all different. So I like that too. It's a very pretty game. Well, I mean, any way that you can have someone at least find 
a path to immersion in the game. And a lot of the time, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we see the world through our eyes. So I'm a big fan of, uh, of just building in layers and layers of communication with your art. So I'm, I'm loving what I see so far. Does oh, it have you, a solo it, play? <laughs> oh, I don't. No, I, I don't can't know. See I, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't think it does. The game is great. If you haven't played it, check it out. Um, we, you, had, you guys were mentioning BGA, and I have to uh, put a little footnote here. I love BGA because it shows me the rules I've been playing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how come I can't do that? How come? Oh, that's what that means. <laughs> that's funny. Cool. Well, I am so appreciative of uh, you guys putting two new games. Well, Galaxy Trucker, I have that, but to the community, to the to the to the uh, influences around the internet sphere, is that mm -hmm. what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of those words sound right. Okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, uh, well, we're getting to that time where uh, I I love to tell the listeners, um, thank you so much. And uh, the 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 part of the Canadian me always wants to say sorry. You know, maybe we didn't get you what you wanted. No, um, uh, but uh, uh, thank you so much, Robin Christina, for um, taking the time to come on the podcast and and uh, hype up some games. Thank you for having us. This was a blast. I'll, I'll, anytime I can talk about seasons, I'll do it. Yay! Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Thank you, Nora, just putting good work out into the years to get more people into the hobby. Uh, podcasting is not easy. So much love to you and everything you're doing over at Cardboard. Oh, thank you so much. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek Guild number 3039. <laughs>it's you know I, I understand that like when someone seems really excited about something and it clicks some of the, some of my boxes I, I buy it so yeah, it, yeah. podcasts can be dangerous oh yeah oh, oh i sound like from minnesota oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah okay come back in <laughs>